to Words from Word, Mary Word's first ever podcast radio, where teachers and students come together to share their stories and tell their tales. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Hey, I'm Esther, a grade 10 student. And I had a few questions for you surrounding Women's History Month and International Women's Day. How do you feel about answering a couple? Uh, great, let's do it. So, how would you define feminism personally? Uh, feminism, I would say, is just like the belief system and the act of making sure that there are equal rights for not only women, but people, and that patriarchal you know, systems and place can be torn down so that everyone can be equal and live equally. Exactly. And how do you act out against patriarchal influences today in the world and at school? Um, I'd say specifically for me, it's in the world of fashion, letting people express themselves without, you know, women and feminine people uh, having their bodies treated as sex symbols or anything sexual. Fashion is something that you wear and how you express yourself. And for that to be treated inherently sexual is, you know, misogyny and sexism. Exactly. And how would you personally, like, exemplify feminism? What is your call to action in your feminism? Um, I'd say that making sure all people are included in these sorts of uh, conversations you know no one is excluded often feminism is treated as a very like one lane conversation but i think that including everyone to make sure that we can all be equal is what is most important thank you so much esther hi it's ali from grade 10 and ali i had a few questions for you surrounding women's history month and international women's day i was wondering if you were okay with answering a couple yeah of course okay so as a woman of color how would you describe your experience at Mary Ward? Um, it's been all right. There's not anyone that's been particularly rude. Sometimes it does feel like people are looking at you and judging you for things you say because, oh, well, maybe you're talking like, not your native tongue. How do I say it? Like how you talk at home out with your friends. Sometimes it does feel like they're staring at you. Thank you for sharing that experience. And would you consider yourself a feminist? I would, but I'm not really an active one. I'm there, but I'm not like participating much. Okay, so how do you think other people should exemplify feminism at school and just in the world in general? I feel like they should, if they see someone, like a woman or anyone being like put down, they should support them and like say something and report it anywhere, like to a teacher, a colleague, any, anyone that's in charge that can help with the situation because it's important for people, like not just women, to feel like they matter and that they need to be supported. Thank you so much, Ali. Of course. Uh, hi, my name is Davis and Dela Cruz. I'm in grade 10. So. And Davis, I had a few questions for you surrounding Women's History Month and International Women's Day. I was wondering if you were um, comfortable with answering a few. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. So as a male, as a man, as a guy, how do you think you can uplift women this Women's History Month? Um, well, the, the first thing I thought of was, like, because it's what I noticed the most, um, how, like, my female friends, when we're, like, all talking in, like, a friend group, they usually get interrupted a lot by my male friends. So, um, usually I try to just, like, I try to, like, <laughs> I try to either, like, um, just immediately try to be, like, oh, hey, hold on, she was talking, or, like, you know, stuff like that. Um, but I don't speak over yeah, yeah, like, like, oh, you know, like, she was kind of talking and you're just starting your own thing. But, um, yeah, I just try to do that, and I don't know, that's kind of pretty much what I thought of. That's great. Thank you, Davis. Hello, and welcome back to Words from Ward. I'm Lene. 
And hi, I'm Sharika, and we're both in grade 10, and we're going to be your new hostesses. Today, we'll be talking about Women's History Month and International Women's Day. So, speaking from experience, being a woman in the world, especially a woman of color, it's definitely not easy a lot of the time. Well, yeah, it's kind of like, as being a black woman, especially in a black community as well, there is a lot of um, misogyny from black men, especially with um, having to um, be the nurturing, but also be the tough kind of black woman in the community. And I find that a lot of times we're kind of deemed as aggressive or angry when we're speaking our opinion or we're upset about something that we should be valid for. So yeah. And to kind of piggyback off of that, misogyny and misogynoir cannot be escaped even through forms of escapism, such as like film, music, social media, arts, books, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like there's also a lot of issues with like beauty standard with women. Um, and I find that there's a lot of like, you're never good enough, like no matter what happens, like if you get like a plastic surgery, like you're fake and you're plastic, but if you're natural and you have like, you know, a little stomach or anything, it's a problem for guys and for sometimes girls. Um, but yeah, there's a really big issue with um, beauty standard, especially for women of color, because I have a hard time uh, loving themselves because of the um, colorism that they've endured from a very young, um, a very young kind of time. Um, and I know that a lot of time back in the day, there was um, less education on colorism and racism. So it was kind of pushed off as just, you know, bullying or, you know, just making jokes. But now I feel like it's taken more seriously in the social media platforms. And there's um, a lot more progress that has to come, but there's still a lot of progress that has been done. Um, but yeah. And I feel like in the school, it's a lot more prominent because you're living the experience of being yeah. penalized mm -hmm. as a woman for doing things exactly. that aren't pointed out that men do. Especially in, because like our school is predominantly Asian, right? Yeah. So like, and like there's kind of a small population of white people and black people, but there still is a really big kind of, you know, POC area. But I find that there's like a lot of issues with pertaining to like certain girls at school with like their uniform and like dress codes and et cetera and all that stuff. Yeah. So I wanted to point out the like hypocrisy with that because life starts with women, right? Mm -hmm. And um, they're still so disrespected by the sons they birth. Mm -hmm. um, well, again, being a black woman, I find that there's a lot of black men, especially, and I'm just saying this from my experience, that um, are very disrespectful towards, you know, black women, yet they come from a black mother, you know, a black woman. And um, I feel like they wouldn't say this type of thing to their mother, but their mother is the same as these girls that they're, that they're bullying, you know, like a dark-skinned woman or a light-skinned or, or, or uh, fat or skinny, you know, et cetera. But, um, but I just think there's a lot of um, misogyny with, like, sons and especially mothers because there's a lot of sons that have done, like, or said really horrible things to women and have used women and abused women. But, you know, with their mother, they wouldn't do the same thing. You know, they would kind of think of that as weird or and they wouldn't put they wouldn't put a random woman on the same pedestal as like their mother, who was a woman. So they would treat a random woman worse than their mother, who was generally a woman. Yeah. And then Mary Ward. It's just so clear to see mm -hmm. the hatred people have or men have towards women. Yeah, I, I really agree. I think that it's kind of it's kind of crazy, like. 
with with when it comes to like just if you like if you're making jokes towards a guy or whatever, I think when they get really upset, their first like thing is to say, "Oh, you're fat," or "Or you're ugly," exactly. and it's just like very superficial thing. Exactly, it's very superficial. And if that's the only thing that you can point out in you know an argument instead of making valid points, then it just shows like how you know sexist you are. You know, mm, it's just like so redundant. And yeah. you need to grow up basically. Exactly, like it's kind of like a on and on thing. Like I've been told I'm fat multiple times. It doesn't bother me at, bother me at this point because of the fact that I've heard it so many times. It's kind of white noise. So when I hear guys coming at school and if I make a joke towards them and they get mad and then they call me fat, it's just like that wasn't really a funny joke because again I've heard that before. You're not the first one that said it. It's not necessary. Yeah. And it's like, it's like I can make a joke about something so light, like their hat or their clothes, and instead of them talking about my clothes, they'll use my body instead, or my face and or my hair and da da da. So yeah. So with all this talk about like disrespecting a woman's body, mm. why do they take interest in women? Why do they objectify women? Why do they, why do they, <laughs> why do they feel attraction towards women if all you do mm. is just like hate on them constantly it's your whole personality exactly I agree on that and like even with like um bigger women I find that guys will be the same one to disrespect these women and treat them as they're a piece of trash but we'll be the same ones that are telling that use them for their body because yes you know they have this they have this um fantasized what is the word infantilization yeah with um, big woman and the fact that, okay, well, they might have big boobs or, um, or a big butt or, you know, having that, or, or big thighs or, you know, that, so that type of... So not infantilization, but, like, fantasization. Yeah, so, like... Romanticization. Yeah, like, they don't kind of, they don't, what's the word? They don't, like, think of you as a person. They just think of you as kind of, like, a sex object. Right. And that comes a lot with bigger women because of the fact that they have that fantasy of, you know, big boobs, big, um, butt, big thighs, and, yeah, and, but... Ah, but yeah. And where um, do you think that like comes from? Is it like social media? Is it the honestly? Media, yeah, like, I think it general? is social media with like influencers like Kim K and and pretty Kyle, unrealistic. Yeah, and Kylie like, Jenner. Of... They made that such a big, like unrealistic jet, like our unrealistic stereotype or not stereotype. Uh, standard. Standard. Kind of, yeah. Like uh, a lot of boys will expect a girl with a fat um a fat butt, but a skinny st- stomach, mm-hmm. and then they'll expect like thick thighs, you know, um, it's just like that standard, like you can't have any type of fat in your stomach area or something that makes you like unpleasing because that's not part of their standard because of what they've seen, um, with stars like, um, Kylie Jenner who has plastic surgery and has gotten like tummy tucks or butt surgery and et cetera. And that's not to say like plastic surgery in itself is a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. But when you put it out that you haven't got caught in plastic surgery it mm-hmm. can be really harmful to you know young people young girls especially yeah exactly because i mean social media especially in 2022 it's such a detrimental part to teenagers today like every teenager has social media any type like messages um instagram t- tiktok etc and a lot of the standards that happen in that like people posting videos and comments it, it gets really like it's really affecting like you can really take those comments to, to heart because i know like a lot of people like a lot of social media influencers have gone through really bad um, mental health um, situations because of the fact that they're so affected by the comments and the um, accusations that then, that people have put on them. And I also noticed that within this school, even though it's a majority people of color, mm-hmm. um, such as you, know, you yeah. and I, 
it's still really difficult to be a woman of color. It, yeah, exactly. Like, like even being a, like even being black, like this school is predominantly Asian, and then there's like a couple whites, and then like a little bit of black people. Mm-hmm. So like, it's kind of hard to get that representation for yourself when right. the like you know the school is predominantly Asian. Right. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that it's just there's less representation for black people. Right. And I feel like as like an Asian. Mm-hmm. Well, Asian aligning person, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, even though there's not that many white people, white men, yeah, I still feel that like sexualization, that objectification, yeah, of Asian women because that whole stereotype that we're submissive, yeah, exactly, that kind of thing. And like, I can, it's kind of hard to like to try to make friends with people because I find that I have to change yourself. A little yeah, bit. I have to change myself because I can become off as too aggressive or too loud and annoying and obnoxious when I'm truly just being, you know, extroverted and trying to make new friends, but a lot of people can take that into like just me being like loud and aggressive and annoying and obnoxious and etc. Those goes on and on. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to meet new people when they kind of already put that stereotype on you. So, you have to kind of change yourself to kind of make make them think like, "Oh, okay, they're not that bad. I'll guess right. I'll be friends with them, you know? Right. I don't know. I just find it really hard to have to constantly yeah. do that to myself when that's not, you know, authentic of me. Mm-hmm. It just feels really fake. Yeah, and it makes me feel like I'm not being my real self. Right. So I have to, like, kind of put on this whole, like, mask or whatever right. to make people actually, like, have this view of me that they want. Because if I give them the real view, they might not like it. And it's just like... I guess I have this really big thing of being liked because, you know, high school, there's a lot of people and a lot of cliques and a lot of, you know, if you're popular or you're not or et cetera. This goes on and on. So in your head, that kind of begs the question mm-hmm. for both of us. Mm-hmm. What is feminism to you? Um, personally, I don't think I would be considering myself a feminist. And you guys, no, listen, don't take my <laughs> words into like, oh, I, I hate women. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like feminism kind of only caters to white women. And I'm being honest here because of the fact that, you know, white women can sit here and tell their stories and tell their experiences, but at the same time or the same token, when a POC woman, like an Asian or black or, or Middle Eastern, will come forward with the same exact story, it's invalidated or it's not taken as big of to heart. And especially when we bring it up into like social media, I find that a lot of white women get offended by that when they clearly don't understand the experiences that, you know, we have as POC when we're trying to tell our story with misogyny and et cetera. So like white saviorism and yeah, exactly. performative activism. Yeah, exactly. So like I consider myself like a womanist or in part of the womanism because I find that it's not just about Feminism, it's about just, it's, uh, what's the word? It's about, like, everything, I guess. Like, intersectional um, feminism. Yeah, exactly, basically. exactly, exactly. Like, I just don't think feminism is meant specifically for me because it's kind of only catering to white women. Mm. From my point of view, I don't think feminism in it of itself is a bad thing because mm-hmm. I've noticed it's helped a lot of women in the global south, I think, global, global south. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do agree with you in the fact that white feminism caters to only white women. Mm -hmm. Like, we see this, like, um, period blood, free Mm. free the nip, (laughs) (laughs) that kind of thing. But for one of color, it's always going to be so much more. There's always going to be a larger picture, a bigger narrative to tell. Yeah. And 
I feel like feminism to me is not so much equality, but mm-hmm. liberation from the patriarchy, like the abolishment yeah, of the patriarchy. Exactly. And I think that with like white women, like when it comes to feminism, I think that they forget they still have privilege. Right, right. Like they'll think because they're a woman and they have struggles and they do go through some form of oppression that they think that's the same as, you know, being a black woman in mm-hmm. a society where there's tons of racism and, mm-hmm. um, you know, misogyny. So I think that they always forget that that actually, like, they're privileged and they do have that privilege inside them. And they kind of use the excuse of being a woman as, like, hiding that, you know? Yeah, and I feel like white women in particular, not saying all white women, but white women in particular, I find that they don't want to liberate us all. They don't want liberation for Mm -hmm. all women. They simply want to impose themselves in the structures that white men specifically have created. Exactly, because, I mean, back in the day, like, when there was slavery, like, the wife didn't really do much, you know? They would kind of just be on the sidelines. And it was mostly the white men that were very dominative in that type of situation. So, yeah, I think that this is kind of, like, their way of... But in regards to Mary Ward, though, as, like I said before, misogyny Mm -hmm. is still very insanely relevant to quite literally all that we're subjected to. Like, the uniform policy, the civvies dress codes, the objectification of women and women of color, the fetishization of women of color. Yeah, especially, like, when I... When we were, like, talking about Spirit Week and I was talking with my friends, and they told me the rules, like, I was kind of surprised, like, we couldn't wear spaghetti straps, we couldn't wear um, crop tops, we couldn't wear this or that, like... And I... The more I heard it, like, the more I heard it, like, I seen a pattern, like, it was only basically catering to men, like... All of these rules were for women because apparently they're showing too much skin. But right. really, that's not our job for guys to not look. Like, if you want to look, that's, like, your problem. Like, I'm not going to cover myself or make you feel comfortable because of what I want to do. I'm I, my own person. Right. I basically, at lunch, I saw a group of guys, mm-hmm. like, wearing tank tops. Yeah, like, white shirts, literally. No one said anything to them, but when it comes to a girl, it's and she's wearing yeah, like she's wearing spaghetti straps. Oh, she's doing too much. She's right. trying to show off. She's trying to get a boy's attention, and it's just like it's so annoying because this is something that's happened not even just in today's like kind of generations. Happened in generations in the eighty or the middle millennials. I was gonna say eighties, but in the millennials and and even more before that. You know, it's like this is an ongoing thing, and it's hasn't changed whatsoever. It's kind of like a a pattern in generations like history repeats itself yeah it's kind of like a generational curse i guess right um and my friend actually texted the school account i'll say Mm -hmm. on instagram regarding the rules saying what is up with like the sexualization of the teenage girl the teenage body yeah and they responded with something like we're so sorry we'll try to fix this Mm -hmm. what are you doing to try to fix it exactly i haven't really seen anything i think that when like people complain about it they'll you know kind of tell you what you want to hear they'll no, tell you yeah exactly. like yeah we'll try to fix it but at the same token like they won't do like they'll i think they'll do like something a little bit just to show like hey we listened but to actually make some change and progression i think that they wouldn't really try to do that much for it mm-hmm. so for you personally, mm-hmm. how would you exemplify being a womanist at school? What, what, oh my God, what is exemplifying me? So, <laughs> so basically, how would you set an example? For oh, people? sorry guys, I'm a little slow. Um, <laughs> but honestly, by setting an example, I think that when in class there's a lot of discussions with like 
women and racism, etc. So I think that there's a lot of times where like the conversation is mostly just like I'm going to be honest, there's a lot of white teachers here, so right. when we're having classes and we're talking about certain topics and they choose to talk about it, I think it's like a lot of people don't say anything even though they're kind of bothered by it. It's just a watered down. Yeah, exactly. It's like sugar-coated because like they want to make themselves feel comfortable while they're right. teaching something that they don't feel comfortable doing. I actually wrote about, this is kind of unrelated to yeah. Women's History Month, but I actually wrote a piece for one of my subjects about mm. my own trauma as a woman of color. Yeah. And... Not that I was expecting to, you know, get a perfect <laughs> score on it. Yeah. Um, I mean, shoot, like, if, if we're talking about Black History Month, like, I expect to get 100 in every single assignment. <laughs> so I wrote something about my trauma relating to, be a woman of, relating to being a woman of color, mm-hmm. and I didn't expect to be criticized on it. Like, mm-hmm. What were you criticized on? <clears throat> it was like... You could have done this differently, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Was it, like, pertaining to, like, the information that you were talking about? I guess so. Yeah, a little bit. But it was just kind of weird to me to... Because mm-hmm. this is... When you're a white, yeah. you know, staff member teaching yeah. uh, people of color about their own history, their own mm-hmm. experience, their own trauma. It just... It kind of makes me feel frustrated because right. it's just, like, I would rather have, like, a black teacher or uh, an Asian, te- or Asian teacher or any type of POC teacher teach these topics because... This is stuff that they experience from a young age and now. So it's just like you as a white teacher think that it's appropriate to teach something that you have no experience of and have never endured ever in your life. And I think it's kind of disrespectful at a point because um, a teacher a teacher of mine last semester was teaching a lesson and they decided to think it was appropriate to use the word Negro. And I thought it was really disrespectful. Yeah, I thought it was really disrespectful because it's like you're a white teacher and I understand, yes, there's like, it's about education, but there's so many other words and terms that you can use to identify black people, like um, African-Americans or Afro-Canadians, et cetera. Like there was just, there were so many other words that they could use and they knew that they can use because you guys are educated. Like you guys are teachers here. You're educated enough to know that there's different words to use. And you decided it was appropriate to use Negro because it's for education. And I'm putting that in quotations. That is yeah, horrific. and when I brought this up to my friends, they actually were like, "Well, that happened to me too with another teacher." Oh my God. Yeah, it happened to them too with another teacher, and apparently that teacher was supposed to be like super activist and super for the people, but yet they thought it was appropriate to use that word, and I find that that's so annoying because they're the first ones to use like any um any excuse to use racism in a conversation or, you know, um, participate in racism and then call it, like, education or, you know, trying to educate people when really it's just racism. Like, there's so many other things that you can be saying instead of Negro and and the N-word and et cetera. I have kind of similar experience, actually, Mm -hmm. where one of my teachers last semester... um, Super activist, kind of, like you were saying. Yeah. I was pretty, really, really, really shocked when I heard them, I'll say. Yeah. When I heard them use a slur for Asian people. Mm. It was kind of crazy to me because it was in a historical context, but I couldn't help but feel, like, shell-shocked by it. Yeah, same. Like, when that happened to me, I was, like, looking around and 
not a lot, like maybe a few people, which were my friends, that kind of reacted to it. But other than those few people, the rest of the people had no reaction and neither did the teacher. They never felt no uncomfortable. They didn't even have any hesitation saying that. So we like, it was kind of like, yeah, it was kind of like normalized. I was like, oh, all righty then. And um, circling back to, you know, Women's History Month. Yeah. Uh, so circling back to Women's History Month, um, I feel as though when teachers teach students about women, mm -hmm. the conversation is centered mostly around white women. Mm -hmm. And that kind of also kind of switch back, switches back yeah. to white feminism. It just, like, yeah, it, like, defeats the purpose of just making it, like, International Women's Day. Like, at that point, you can just say International White Women's Day because there's yeah. no um, inclusivity with black women or POC women. And it's, like, it's not even, like, it's, it's the, this is the first time happening because it's been happening, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, guys, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is like our first time. So we kind of like don't know. We kind of veered off track. Yeah, we were, we were very off track. And I'm literally stuttering too. Um, but yeah. let's talk about the male students. The male students. And the male staff. I'm sorry. I love you all. I truly like love <laughs> you all. But sometimes the things you say are pretty horrific. Yeah. Like, like... I don't know if boys at the school simply don't know or they do it on purpose. Mm -hmm. You you can never tell. Yeah. It's kind of insane to me. Actually. Honestly, I think they do they do do it on purpose. I think that they make it seem like they don't, like they're kind of like, "Oh, what? I didn't know that." Like, but they know, like they they generally know. Like I've heard multiple times from multiple people that there has been guys at the school grade 12, grade 11, all grades particularly, but mostly the older grades, that have been, like, seen touching girls in a weird and sexual way. And it's just, like, a lot of the girls were not comfortable with it. They didn't consent to it. And it's kind of weird because it's just, like, they're still deemed as popular. They're still deemed as cool and fun, and all the teachers love them. But it's just, like, you guys know all of this information and choose to to still make him feel like or make that person feel like they're on a higher pedestal, I guess. They're still on that high pedestal, and they're still, like, um, a good person when, in reality, like, you know these things, but... Let's cut that part, that one part out, because <laughs> I just... I keep saying the same things, but... Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel... Uh, going back to my point about white men at the school, mm -hmm. I feel like there's just so much fetishization around women of color, especially. Most definitely. Like, the things I hear them say about yeah. particularly black women and Asian women. Yeah. It's, it's, like, a little bit, like, uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. And then they, they kind of, like, act like it's, like, normal. So, like, when they say it in front of you, they'll, like, instead of, like, being, like, oh, sorry, that was weird, they'll, like... It's supposed to come off as, like, flirty and, like, quirky. Yeah, exactly. Like, they'll make it be, like, oh, well, he was just flirting with you. That's not flirting, boo-boo. Like, <laughs> I was not... I, I wasn't. I wasn't blushing, you know? <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I find that... It happens a lot, actually. Like, when I see, like, guys, like, coming up to girls and, you know, trying to flirt with them, it's just like, oh. Like, what happened to hi? What happened to hello? Yes, what happened to how are you? Like, like no, like, um, how was your day? Like, talking about your eyes are beautiful. No, we can talk about, oh, my gosh, you're such an ooey-oo haiku. Oh, my God, you're so I fine. I think I'm very fortunate 
to have a romantic experience that wasn't that yeah. weird. But I, love... I feel for the women at this school who have been subjected to that yeah. kind of I feel really behavior. bad because I know, like, there's a lot of girls that, you know... Oh, my gosh. I don't even know what to say. Cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> um, like, romance is dead, basically. Yeah. Romance is literally dead. Yeah, it really is dead because I find that, especially with guys, um, when, like, I'm getting hit on or anything, it's not even, like, romantic. Like, right. I... When I, like, want to go on a date, I expect it to be, asked, like, asked on a proper formal date. Like, hi, I would like to go on a date with you. But I find that there's a lot of guys that are asking to use the term link. And it's just, like, for me, link is making out, you know, doing <laughs> sexual stuff. Like, that's not something, like, that's romantic and getting to know each other. That's, like, you want to get what you want out of it, and then that's it. You know, you don't want to get to know me. You don't want to um, build a relationship with me, you kind of just want to use me and leave it at that. And it's so annoying because when you're a woman of color, mm-hmm. you're either like fetishized exactly. or you're left in the dust because Especially a, a lot of white guys. Like when right. white guys hit me up, it's never like genuine interest. It's like, oh, you have thick thighs, you have a fat, you know, bum or whatever. Like it's mostly those things particularly because like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not skinny guys. <laughs> I'm not skinny. I have a little stomach and, you know, I'm not gonna lie. But that happens a lot with white guys. Like, anytime they hit me up, it's never genuine. And I know it's not genuine. Right. So it's kind of just, like, me entertaining it. But, like, it's never genuine. Like, anytime they're like, oh, how are you? What are you doing? I know that the conversation is already hitting off into, oh, so what are you wearing? Or what's your body look like? Or, you know, et cetera. I'm so thankful that I've never experienced something as bad as that. And I'm yeah. so sorry that you went through that. Thank you. Thank you. But... Yeah, I just find it weird, and I, yeah. I'm at a weird kind of middle ground because I'm not sure if I would ever, mm-hmm. could ever find it in myself to have romantic interest in, you know, white men because of this reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not saying that um, yeah, yeah, yeah. in uh, a facetious way or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that out of my own best interest yeah. well, luckily, it's a safety hazard for a lot of us yeah, a lot yeah. of women of color exactly well luckily luckily for me like I've been surrounded by a lot of strong role models who have taught me about self-worth so when topics or situations like that what I just talked about I've been able to you know think about my self-worth and be like hi like no this is not it like talk to myself and be like Sharika they don't want you they do not romantically want you you know <laughs> so I'm fortunate enough to have those role models in my life and I feel for people who um have their uh self-esteem at such a low pedestal um and kind of use their body to get validation from men because that's they think that that's all they're worth of and that's how men will be deemed or that's how they'll be deemed attractive to men and on a kind of a a lighter note here Mm -hmm. please ladies Fem- feminine aligning, female aligning, <laughs> please don't settle for less. Yeah, I really don't because, like, I I mean, um, I don't know. I listen. I know that this also accounts to me because I do accept the bare minimum. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> like, go. listen, girls at the school, I understand that, you know, because I, I know a lot, like, when you're thinking about giving, getting the bare minimum, to you, it's not the bare minimum because it's like you've never experienced that before. So I understand that there's a lot of women at this school that, you know, take these actions that, you know, people do for them as, like, the best thing in the world when really it's the bare minimum. And I get that it's because of the, um, 
what's the word? It's because of the lack of uh, things that they've gotten as a younger child, especially um, with coming with affection and actual genuine love and interest. So I think that, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to down on you guys for taking the bare minimum, but please, 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 please beware that, you know, a lot of these guys can give you the bare minimum and still, um, at the end of the day, make you feel like you're worth nothing. So, um, although they do give you the bare minimum, like, oh, well, he's so nice or, oh, he has, he's so funny. Like, it doesn't matter. Like if they're, you know, slapping you in the face, like that doesn't excuse it, you know? Um, so Yeah. I feel like that also kind of ties into being a woman of color, too, because when you have been kind of stolen away from romantic experiences for so long because yeah. you're a woman of color, mm-hmm. you're more willing to accept the bare minimum. Honestly, exactly. Like, like being in, especially in school, like when there's like white guys or Asian dudes and like you are like as a black woman, like there's so many times where I'll be like they probably don't like me because I'm black. Mm-hmm. So, like, you kind of have to guess that they actually would like you because of the fact that, not because, like, oh, you're attractive, but literally because you're black. Like, the fact that I have to literally question, oh, well, what if he doesn't like black girls? Like, that's such a big, like, issue, you know? Um, but, yeah. So, it's on the 30-minute mark. On oh, the 30-minute mark? Yeah, I have one bar left. Okay, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed um, our discussion and our point of view of being a POC woman. Uh, Happy Internationals Month, and I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Um, Tuning out. Sharika. Bye. 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 Bye.